And thank you for joining us on PM Express. Today, the finance minister has been before parliament delivering the mid-year budget review statement to the House. Many of you are getting home right now, trying to understand what he said and how that affects you and the various aspects of this that need some breaking down. That's exactly what we're about to do here on PM Express. And PM Express is always brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though we're going to occupy them ourselves. And also brought to you uh, by Sigtex Tanks, also by uh, uh, AIDS Commission, the Ghana AIDS Commission, and Alomo uh, Bitters. And so stay with us as we go to the specifics of what we saw today uh, before the parliament. Now, one of the key things that the finance minister has said today is the headline, uh, which many have focused on, that we have turned the corner. And that is a bold declaration indeed for economy that has been in crisis for quite some time. He makes that pronouncement today and he backed it with some evidence. We'll look at the evidence pretty shortly. But mainly, as we've been reporting, that he has said that a supplementary budget will not be required. So he did not ask for more money to spend for the remainder of the year. He's staying within what he had projected to spend in the budget he presented last year. In fact, in, he has actually capped uh, what he had projected to spend this year. So no money uh, to spend more. He's not asking for Parliament to give him more money to spend. Many say that is certainly a good sign that the IMF program is, indeed is keeping us in check. But another key point that he made today, that the economy is showing signs of recovery. And that's a very important point here. But why is he saying that? He based this on a few indicators. He talks about the exchange rate, inflation, and also the interest rates are key indicators that gets the finance minister excited and talking to us about the recovery that he's beginning. And you should be feeling that as well. So let's look at what the hard numbers tell us as far as those indicators are concerned. If you look at the year-on-year inflation since December, yes, you begin to see that the facts bear him out. Because if you look at it, we were very high. As of December, you see that here of 54.1% and he's been dropping uh, from then uh, all the way down to the lowest of 41.2% uh, as we speak in April. Currently, we are talking about 42.5% now. However, in the last two months, we've seen a slight uh, you know, scaling up of the inflation rate again, climbing up again marginally from 41.2% to 42.2% to 42.5%. So if you look at May and June, we've seen a slight increase in inflation of just 0.03%, uh, right? So that's marginal, marginal. However, that many say, if you draw the line here, it's beginning to go up again. You don't know what's going to happen in, in July, for example. And so is the finance minister speak too early? At, at least as far as this is concerned, but if you look at overall, it's been a steep decline compared to what we had just in December. He's citing that as one of the positives to point to how, indeed, we've seen a decline there. And then you begin to also look at the CD depreciation over the period. And this is according to the Bank of Ghana. And if you look at it, if you draw a line here, the CD has been largely stable over, over the last uh, three or so months, indeed. If you look at the month of July, stayed constant at 11, 11, just 11 CD to the dollar, constant over time. And that is showed here in the, in the BOG own uh, calculations of the, of the rate of depreciation over time, which you, you see that 22% in June, July of 22.1%. So it's, it's been very, very stable indeed. The finance minister says that is an indication 
that we have turned the corner. But there is a bit of uh, emphasis we need to put on whether we've turned the corner or we are turning the corner. The finance minister says we have turned the corner. Another key point to look at is interest rates since December 2022. Again, another indicator that the finance minister talks about. If you look at the BOG numbers and the interest rates tell us from the 182-day bill, 182-day bill to the 91-day bill rates, uh, you begin to see that, again, as in a sharp decline, um, we've seen a slight increase in the rates. In fact, if you look at the lending rates uh, for the banks also, again, the Bank of Ghana data shows that it went up all the way to 36% if you're going to the bank to borrow. That's how much we're paying as interest. And now it's falling all the way to 30% as well, as far as that is concerned. So, again, the finance minister says that is an indication that we've turned the corner. We're beginning to see the fruits of the investment they've done and all the hard negotiations that they went into with the IMF. And then you come look at, in judging if indeed we've turned the corner, you look at the Bank of Ghana's own uh, data when it comes to the confidence indices, the business confidence versus the consumer confidence. Both of them show that the confidence is going up, but slightly going back down. 88% when you look at the business confidence as of 2023 April. And then you look there at what we've seen when it comes to the uh, consumer confidence as well. All of it going up. It went down historically to some 72%, 73% when we were in October 2022. And a very important point to note that as we approach December, when the staff level agreement was close to being announced, you begin to see that it began to climb back up again. So, and no surprise, after the IMF program, we hit an all-time high, at least this, this year, uh, of 88.8% in the com- business confidence and in consumer confidence as well. So those are interesting indicators to look. But as we begin to sit and have the conversation, you realize that these indicators and the whole picture, and Kiyosato Forsing is a minority leader, has been making his own points on this, and highlighting a few of the points. And some of them, let's talk about overall real GDP. The budget of 2023 uh, targeted 2.8%. Now we are talking about the reality is we are missing that target. Revised 1.5%. Inflation rate 18.9%. We are missing that target. Ending the year 31.3%. You're looking at the another key indicator that the finance minister had projected last year net less than the, this is the gross international reserve not less than three months 3.3 months of input cover for me one of the most important indicators yet and you're looking at that also um, not as encouraging as uh, they would want and let's look at the final one here primary balance of 0.7 uh, percent surplus you're talking about 0.5 percent deficit expenditure allocation of uh, a significant about 237 billion that is good because it's, it's reduced. And that's an, a key important point. Most people say we need to see expenditure cuts. That has happened on the back of this particular budget. Some say, well, it's pretty small. It's pretty small there. Uh, not enough in terms of what we've seen with the budget as far as the reality is concerned. But one of the key things that I need to touch on before I sit down uh, is the issue with IPPs, the debt. The debt. The debt is big. And I'm delighted because today I have a man who made his name uh, in the energy sector. Uh, he is Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam. He's my guest in the studio. You know him, the Africa Center for Energy Policy. He founded that. And so that's where he's made his name. Thankfully, he also used to be the deputy energy minister. And he knows that one of the big, big line items in the debt that is, is one that is crippling this economy 
is the energy sector debt. And I, I would argue it's part of the reasons why they thought he should possibly go to the finance ministry and help the bow with his own expertise. And so he's here. One of the things that the finance minister said today is that they are restructuring that debt with the IPPs. And you know the IPPs have been in negotiations with the government for so long. So let's clarify where they are. And that is why I'm delighted to say that the CEO of the chamber joining us very briefly because that is a big part of this conversation as far as dealing with our debt is concerned. The finance minister reported today now they will be factoring the IPP and the energy sector debt into calculation of our, of our national debt stock. So we begin to appreciate now when it hits it, then you begin to see how the numbers down become jaw-dropping. So let's clarify that very quickly. Um, he is Eliklim Mapetokbo. He is a CEO of the Chamber, joins us now. Hello, Eliklim. Thanks for your time here on PM Express. Uh, please unmute for me. Can you hear me? Okay. Eliklim, can you hear me? Yes, I, can, I can hear you. Fantastic, Sorry. fantastic. Today, the finance minister said, and I quote, currently, IPPs are being engaged to restructure the accrued outstanding balances and eliminate payment shortfalls and arrears accrual in the sector. Is that your understanding of what is happening based on engagements you've had with the finance ministry and the energy ministry as well? Thank you very much. Uh, I think our engagement is not about debt restructuring. Uh, it's about a discussion in relation to how uh, government should settle our arrears and how what solution do you have for the current invoices going forward, as well as uh, renegotiation of some terms of our power purchase agreement. So I think that that is uh, uh, the reality okay, of so our engagement. So are you have you agreed to restructure the arrears, the debt that you're owed? We've made our position known emphatically regarding the debt restructuring that we are not open to that. We are open to a discussion, discussing uh, the payment plan of our arrears. You know, when we are talking about debt restructuring, uh, it's a question of what you want to restructure. We have made our position known that our arrears in questions relates the cost of our services. And also, we indicated that our arrears are actually obligations that we have owed to our stakeholders, particularly the lenders. Again, suggesting that implies that IPPs have some free cash flow over there for which we are pressing them to accept a debt restructure which is actually not the case. Mm. So for that restructuring, we are sure, I'm sure to tell you that it's not a position in the IPPs to accept. Okay. So when you hear the finance minister say that you are being engaged to restructure that crude outstanding balances, that's not something that you will entertain and you've made this clear to the finance ministry on this particular position? Exactly. We, we've written about three times on that subject. Okay. However, though, I mean, part of the announcement today is also to eliminate payment shortfalls. The agreement you reached with the, uh, with the ECG was that they will remain current. We are at the end of the month. Have you submitted your invoice yet, and have you been paid? Well, that will be done in the course of the week. So, uh ECG has made its first commitment for the month of, uh, uh, for the first month, which I would say is the current month. 
and they have given an indication of what they will be doing in this new month to the extent of providing a date on which we should expect it. So they've paid part of it. Then there's the remainder is what they have committed to pay with a firm date going forward. No, he has fulfilled what he has offered and promised to pay. Okay. For the month of July. He has so fulfilled that. what he has promised again for the month of August, yes. Okay, so, so you are happy. At least you are remaining current as they promised you and what you agreed on in the last talks. Yeah, that, that, that is the good faith or the commitment we expect from ECG. And we understand the situation. We are, we are, we are comfortable with that. But okay. nothing at all is totally not helpful. Okay. And very finally, what's the current state of the debt? How much is it now? Uh, as at this evening, I can say we have accounted for about $2.3 billion US dollars in a, in a race. Uh, I can say the current month will be due after uh, 45 days. But once we have supplied all the branded services, we can say it's already due for payment. Okay. And from clarity, when it comes, when you say you don't want to restructure, um, are you open to negotiating the payment terms, though? Why not? We we are open to a payment plan. That that has been our position all this while. So you accept a payment plan, but not a restructuring that may result in some losses. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. At least we get some clarity on that significant part of the presentation today. That's the Elik Plema Petogbo. He is the CEO of the Chamber of Telecom, uh, Chamber of IPPs. And just to clarify, the IPPs have been engaged individually to negotiate. And their collective position is that no restructuring. We'll try and get Dr. Amin Adam to reconcile the point. He says they've made it absolutely clear that they will not be entertaining any form of restructuring, although the finance minister says they have been engaged for that same purpose. So stay with me. When we return from the break, I'll get his thoughts. And Dr. Keselato Forsing will also have a say. A lot to digest from those two big men, one from the government side, one from the minority. Don't go anywhere. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Do you know that? that? Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. The second clinic of the 2023 edition of the EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair promises to excite patrons in many ways. The West Hills Mall will host all relevant players in the housing and construction industry in Ghana. 
from Friday 4th to Sunday 6th August 2023 from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. This year's exhibition is under the theme Home Ownership, Affordability, Comfort or Luxury. Visit the clinic and engage the providers in the housing value chain on all your housing needs, be it financing, land acquisition, rent to own, outright purchase, roofing, lighting, electronic appliances, home security, or home furnishing. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is your one-stop shop for everything housing. To register as an exhibitor, please call 0244-260-653. There will be daily giveaways by the sponsors to visitors at the fair. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the planned city extension project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Construction Limited, where quality meets value. Syntex tanks, a strong, a tough. Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair, affordability, comfort, or luxury. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Mian Kasano, Adia Biano, Mishishimpe Papano. And when I find it, I stick to it. Mashishimanya Bell Pack Tissues. Bell Pack Ewa T-Roll. Bell Pack T-Roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Miyusua, Mehotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What's about what? What's me the pepaye? What's me soaky? A chimu as a pepa. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say a pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. 
Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes to one! No! Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigeria Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. They smell a lot. Oh my god. Oh, that shit. You two they lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google and then they go put them for top. Yeah. You are lying. Ghana Jollof. Choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alomo Bitters always brings us together. Alomo, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. I recommend it to pregnant women. This advert is FDA. And thank you for staying with us. Uh, what, what have you missed, if you're now joining us? You've missed our intro, which in essence summarized the key points from the media budget review. And we also heard from the chamber of IPPs. A significant part of our debt is one that they hold. And so it's important to clarify where we are with that, especially because the finance minister had said that debt is being restructured. That's the purpose of the engagement. With me in the studio is Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam, who is the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry. And with him is the Minority Leader. He is Dr. Kesalaf Tufor Singh. Thankfully, he also used to be at the Finance Ministry as a Deputy Finance Minister. So these gentlemen, they know what they're about. And I'm happy because I'm going to start with the energy. Oh, he's... It's also the ranking. Are you still the ranking? No, I'm not. Uh, Honorable Isaac Adongo is the ranking. It's ranking. In fact, now. we are yet to do the, uh, the official resolution okay. in Parliament, but he is the ranking. He's the right. ranking. So, when we say ranking, ranking on the Finance Committee. We tell you uh, that he used to be a shadow finance. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 you want to stay with us as we digest this a bit more. Uh, remember that uh, PM Express is always brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though we were going to occupy them ourselves. Syntex Tank is strong, it is tough. Uh, it's also brought to you by Lomo Beaters, experience greatness in every moment, and the Ghana AIDS Commission. Now, Syntex Tanks, I want to recommend that to you. No matter your water needs, Syntex Tank has it all. Syntex Tank is first to introduce the double-layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank is first to introduce the white inner layer tanks in Ghana. We now introduce to you 
the customer specs order, which lets you order any color, size, or preference. Uh, Syntex Tans gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tanks. We have agents nationwide. Call them on 0244-335-168 or shop at SyntexGH.com. 0244-335-168. And also, you know by now, uh, if you are a regular here on PM Express, that uh, the place to be is the Cherry Tree Properties because they build with passion. And if you're thinking about owning a home, you want to think about the Sloan Square. It is a new gated community development, Asakumono, developed by Cherry Tree Properties. It's a one-of-a-kind, well-planned luxury you've never experienced. Call them on 0553-662-366. That's 0553-662-366. Cherry Tree Properties, sophistication and class. Let me start with you, Dr. Amin Adam, um, from where I ended with Alec uh, Prima Petopo. Uh, he, he tells me you, you actually have been a point man in the conversations with them in an, an attempt to try and get some understanding. The finance minister's words were that you, they have been engaged to restructure. He says, as for restructuring, they've told you in many letters that it's a no-go area and they won't tolerate it. What's, what's, uh, what's the reality there? Well, I mean, that is not uh, the reality on the ground. I mean, maybe he should explain uh, the kind of restructuring. They said, no, no. But as I speak to you, there have been proposals for restructuring. Presented, From government yeah, to them. Not presented also by IPPs. What we offered to them is different from what they offered to us. They actually sent us a counter-offer. You know? So if they don't agree to our offer for restructuring, uh, what they have presented to us is also an offer for restructuring. It is just that there is no... Uh, consensus on what kind of restructuring we need. But restructuring takes different, different forms. It says what they agree to, yeah. what they are prepared to tolerate, yeah. is a payment plan, but not restructuring the sense where they will get a haircut. Oh, so if he's talking about haircut, uh, maybe he should speak for his company. I appreciate that he is the, 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 CEO, of the, the CEO of the chamber. But you know that ECG has contract with individual IPPs. And ECG is engaged in discussions with the individual IPPs. So some understanding have been reached. The negotiation is continuing. And so sometimes I I get worried when the chamber speaks, you know, for all the IPPs, knowing that the individual IPPs have been having discussions with ECG, that the chamber as an executive may not be privy to. And so as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to divulge what is being negotiated, but I can tell you that some restructuring is going to happen. It may not be the kind of restructuring they want, but until we conclude the negotiation, uh, we are not able to tell what we have restructured. Broad strokes, uh, are you suggesting, like we've seen in the restructuring that has been done so far, some form of a haircut? Well, we've made an offer to them to accept the haircut. We've also asked for them to allow us to spread you know, the debt over uh, some uh, time. $2.3 million. $2.3 million. Billion. No, billion dollars, in fact, which is also, you know, contested because the entire energy sector debt is now up to 2.3, not to talk of IPP. As of the end of uh, last year, the debt that we, you know, were able to calculate was about $1.7 billion, and of which $450 million was for fuel, which is not for IPPs. 
and you know our fuel suppliers like Sankofa, Nigeria, uh, Jubilee, you know. And so IPP was about 1.1, 1.2. So when did that rise? Within five months to $2.3 billion. So that cannot be accepted. So government that. And, I thought and, you did an audit, and that's clear. No, the so. audit was up to 2021. We are currently doing the audit. And the audit that is currently happening is revealing that the debt may even be less than, for IPP, less than $1 billion. So when we finalize the audit, the figures will come out. And so it is not good for people to bandy figures around. And just because you have the platform, you mention any figure thinking that you will win the sympathies of uh, people. It's not $2.3 billion. As, as I can tell you for you a fact. You said it's 1.7. 1.1 billion for IPPs alone. that he's represented. Okay. And you have a large chunk about 400 to 500 million are in fuel payments, and they don't supply fuel. And so that cannot be a debt for them to take ownership of. And so when did the IPP debt rise to 2.3 billion? I want further particular, further, better further okay. particulars on that. But, but Evans, yes. Evans yeah. um, on, on this particular matter, if you are to, let me refer you to the budget statement, mm. Appendix 2A. Yeah. The government, the Minister of Finance, him, Minister of State and the Minister of Finance, informed us, paragraph page 104 of the budget statement, that energy sector payment shortfall for the year 2023 is 23.6 billion Ghana cities. The amount of money they themselves have budgeted to pay as energy sector payment, IPP payment, and other life fuel. 23.6 billion Ghana cities. Of this amount, so far, year to date, they have only paid 1.9 billion CDs. 1.9 billion CDs out of 23.6 billion Ghana cities. So the IPPs, they only write in complaining. You have budgeted and you owe the energy sector shortfalls. 23.6 billion. And you have only paid 1.9 billion Ghana cities. In fact, they themselves, they programmed that the first half of the year, they were going to pay $5.5 billion. Even that amount, in the same budget statement, even that amount, they have failed in honoring those payments. So I'm not surprised that they are complaining. But you see, we are making a mistake. These IPPs, they've gone for a loan. The loans need to be serviced. They have provided you a service. They are contractors. And if you are to say that, you are going to give them a haircut. You are giving them a haircut on what? On what? On the debt. On oh, the arrears. Oh, oh, is the arrears is owned to their bankers. So when you cut it, you are cutting their profitability and their survival. And so we should be careful. The road, the road we are charting. Because if care is not taken, we will end up destroying these IPPs and they will not be able to be around to support us. But let us also be fair. The IPPs provided a service as contractors to state. There are so many other state suppliers and contractors. So if you are applying haircut on them, why are you isolating others and protecting them? Which others are you? The other contractors. 
So if you're saying that you are going to apply blankets... So no, not necessarily in the energy sector. Of course, because if you say that you are going to... Because they are like any other contractor. Because actually, I've, I've heard that even in the road construction sector, yes. there are also conversations there about... They want to give them a haircut. Well, there are conversations that have begun. Yeah. And they, I may, they may include that. But really? let, me, let me explain something. I don't think leader uh, Rankin understands shortfall. You know, all we talk about shortfall for 2023, you know that PRC fixes tariffs... ECG is supposed to collect based on consumption. But we also know that there are inefficiencies in ECG, particularly as far as the collection is concerned. So if they are not able to collect based on the tariffs, it means that there will be a shortfall. So in the form of a subsidy? So that shortfall, somebody has to take care of it. And you are taking secondly, care of Secondly, the tariffs don't include what we call excess capacity payments. Tariffs are not include, they don't include excess capacity payments. And you know how we got by excess capacity payments. Because they sign, you know, contracts. Oh, it's always, it's always, capacity. It's always they, in that business. We didn't, it's always in that business. We, we didn't need that. They sign excess. Well, you are signing and, and excess also, capacity. And they are also take or pay contracts. Okay? Now, when you sign excess capacity for the state, based on take or pay arrangement, and it is not factored in the tariffs, somebody has to take care of that. This is what constitutes the shortfall that we budgeted for, so that we are able to pay for insurance. Are, are you saying that? Are you saying the amount he quoted yes. is not what you project you no. owe and you're going to pay? No, it's not the legacy debt. We are talking about legacy debt. So are you saying but that this one shortfall for 2020? So, 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 so have a line interest. item in the budget. Yes. But you must have a line item in the budget to pay that. Yeah, that, that is what we have in the budget. Well, That's the thing the trader he's talking about. Yeah, but then, he, then but he's we, not wrong, is it? No, he's not wrong. But the principle. It's wrong, okay? Because he doesn't understand what the shortfall here means. It's as if we budgeted to pay it to IPPs and we are not paying. But the reality is that it is when the shortfalls occur that you have to pay. And budget also means the money is not readily available. Budget is for the whole year. It's an estimate. And so as the shortfall occurs and you collect more revenue, then you service that. But I'm saying that... Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the shortfalls haven't occurred as far as he wants us to believe. So that if we have paid 1.9 billion, the important thing to find out is whether the shortfall has occurred and how much is the shortfall and how much we have paid and what is our So standard. this amount includes yeah. the legacy? No, the legacy it's a is, different one. is different. This was our budget New for one. this year, 2023. Just for this year? Shortfalls. Mm. And I'm sure you are familiar with the energy sector recovery program, yeah. you know, which projects the shortfalls year after year. Which is part of your IMF program, yes. actually. No, 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 it's not part it, it's of the in there. Yeah, it was a World Bank program, well, yeah, which we've been running yeah. for the past three, four but years. But it was part of, I, yeah. it's, I, I've seen it factored into the program. Yeah, the, the IMF is asking yes. us to further deepen fact, it. Enhance it. Enhance, enhance it, it yes. yes. So that is the shortfall. So if you budget to pay $23 billion for the whole of this year, and I'm telling you how a shortfall may arise, and that is what we will use to pay so that we will be able to keep the so that, that, is your, that is your projected shortfall this year, and that's what you budget yes. for. Okay. Uh, Evans, Quickly now, come Evans, to that. Can I need, need to on the My friend Amin is wrong. Completely wrong. First, yes. I read the budget. What they themselves programmed to pay as energy sector shortfalls. In the same budget, they gave us indication how much they are going to pay for the first half of the year, of which they themselves, I'm not the one, 
they have said to us that they have failed in paying that amount, even though that liability has crystallized. Evans, the truth is that, in fact, what he said, he has made it worse. He's made it worse in the sense that, one, the IRS that these IPPs are talking about is different. It's ring fence. Separate arrest. Yeah. Part of the arrest that the Minister of Finance probably may have announced, almost about $49 billion. Then, within the same budget, you have announced that this year you are going to pay $23 billion. You have failed to pay. It means you are accumulating additional arrests because you should actually be, should pay. And in the same revised budget, again, in the same Appendix 2A, the Minister has repeated the same numbers that by the end of December, they should pay IPPs and other energy sector payment. Yeah. 23.6 billion. That is billion the budget. That is the budget. For 2023. For 2023. Yeah. And so far, they've only paid 1.9 billion. My yeah. argument is that you should not be accumulating arrests in the first place. You should be paying as and when it falls due. Because Which is. Is the Peloton bike even worth it? Isn't it just a bike? Uh, just a bike with low-impact rides for chill people to chill with, with 5 and 10-minute cooldowns for cool people to be cool with, and scenic rides for vibey people to vibe with. It's just a bike with a 30-day home trial so you can see if you're any one of those people. Try a Peloton Bike or Bike Plus at home for 30 days, and if it's not for you, return it for a full refund. First-time bike and bike plus purchasers only. One trial per household. Upfront payment required. Full terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Which is a new strategy now. Which is the new strategy in the IMF program. So if you are to accumulate arrests, you have breached the conditionality in the IMF program. And what I'm seeing here, it looks as if they are accumulating accumulating arrests based on the numbers I've seen in page 104, appendix 2A of the budget statement. But if you isolate isolate IPPs... I will do others. If you isolate IPPs, IPPs just confirmed that as of end of July... They have received commitments to pay, so they they are remaining current. Well, well I'm, I mean, I'm, the, I'm I'm reading the budget statement. I'm talking of energy sector shortfalls. They have said that they should pay twenty three point six billion by a, a quick one on the limits because I can move on to the. No, other so big, I'm big saying issues. that this is the projection for this year, and it's the budget. So as the shortfall occurs, you pay, okay, and I'm saying that because we budgeted to pay as a result of ECG's inability to collect more, that shortfall item will continue to be there. But what is the situation now? This is what he's confirmed, yes. that you're actually yes. remaining current yeah, yeah, as yeah, we exactly. speak right now. So the shortfall, as you see here, may not be paid for the whole year because we are now current. That if you keep current to the end of the year, yes. then this yes. number will not, exactly. will not be... So that's the point I'm trying to make. It doesn't mean that because you have 23 billion cities in the budget, it means that we have to pay 23 billion, even when the shortfall. Your own program. Your own program. Yeah, but that is budget. You have repeated it. That is budget. And at the time this budget was done, we had not negotiated. So, so you are what saying that but this negotiation agreed. was was yeah. a month ago. Yeah, it was yes, a month yeah, ago. So when we drafted the budget, yeah, at that time you knew we you had an agreement. No, no, no. You this said budget no, was read today. No. Yeah, was read today. No. I mean, that's to be no, more today. No, I'm saying that because a month ago, yes. Apetokbo and the ECG yes. boss were all on mm-hmm. the same platform, and yes. they disclosed the yes. nature of the yes. agreement, which is that they will remain current going forward. So that's a month ago when you were drafted. You knew that it was yes, but we are saying also that no, but we are also saying that we don't have a perfect system yet. Even the payment that was done to the IPP, it was the Minister of Finance that did it. This next month, ECG is going to take over. We have to be able to match this against ECG's ability. 
to raise the money to pay. So if no they are not able to raise the money to pay, so no then this shortfall is still valid. So no I mean, are you but saying if we are able to get ECG paying, then the shortfall reduces. And therefore, what you have there in the budget, even in the media budget, mm-hmm. will not be the shortfall throughout the year. So, so, so are you saying that is the, point I'm trying to make. the budget cannot be relied on? No, budget, no, no, no. The budget that was read today, yes. the, the $23.6 billion that your own budget, Appendix 3A and Appendix 2A, has confirmed as energy sector payment for the end year 2026. Shouldn't be no, relied on. What, is that what, you are what we all know is that budgets are estimates. Okay. Budgets are projections. Let me get quick to That is why you have surplus sometimes. Yeah, I, 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 I think that we know is yeah. so let, <laughs> Why do you even have media? <laughs> Let me get, you let me get quick. No, you, why you, do you have me here? Because to circumstances change. Let me get clarity. Let me get clarity on the position. Unless you want to say that you know what will happen tomorrow. No, no, you have restated the same position. Why do we have budget? It's an estimate. I don't think he disputes that. But the point is that you have restated it today. So. So today, do- Dr. And we still have six months and, to the and, end of the year. Yeah, and, and so you are saying that it's wrong. Then, your your, 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 your projections that, are wrong no, here. I'm saying that. And it can there, change. No, no, no. I'm saying that there may be development. And one significant development. So this is an anticipation is of eventualities. ECG is ability to collect more. Your okay. problem is that and if you are not able to collect more. That the $23 billion yeah. is something that we have to commit and pay because we have failed to pay. And so you no. have to come out with the justification. Let's make progress. Your numbers are Let's make progress. Let's make progress. Just admit and let's I mean, go. No, Dr. Mena, do, do, do quick two clarifications <laughs> for me. The, the, the haircuts that you're intending to, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, negotiate mm. with the IPPs, yeah. what, what, what rate are you looking at? What's, uh, what are you thinking in terms of how much haircut are you going to get? I well, I think we, we made an offer. What are you proposing? But, I mean, this is a negotiation between us and the IPPs. Yeah. And I don't think I should discuss uh, the terms of 10%, the negotiation. 10%, 5%. I, I don't think it's fair to the IPPs. I don't think okay. it's fair to the IPPs. But definitely it, it people like that. No, no, no. But, <laughs> no, but I don't think it's fair to the IPPs. <laughs> if I start talking about what we offer them to consider. But, 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 here, but here's a question, though. Mm. This, this is power you've consumed. But why are you been proposing a haircut when you've consumed the power? They borrowed money from their you know, banks, etc., to run the business and give you the power. That, there's, a, there's a bit of unfairness in there, isn't it? Wouldn't you admit? Oh, but how about the DDEP? We're saying that the people... Well, the same had, argument came no, up. No, the people who had the bonds, they didn't acquire oh, the bonds. I took a haircut, by the way. So, yes. I mean, so, so I, I have a legitimate right to answer that question in a principle, yes. No, but, but, we are doing that. The, we ask the we've same done questions. that to you. We've done that to myself. I don't know about Atu if he had uh, bonds. And Ghanaians accepted this challenge. They sacrificed so much, and we thank them for that sacrifice. We are doing the same thing to our external you know, creditors. So how about IPPs? What makes IPP so unique that you know, we cannot apply the principle to them? In our case, because you told everybody us. that we have applied the principle to has done something for us. Some have bought our bonds. Some have provided services. Some have given us loans to undertake government projects. So the principle is the principle. And we are very happy that a lot have responded positively, particularly IPPs? the people of Ghana. Okay, the people and of I, Ghana. And I expect IPPs to also respond positively. Anyway. Okay. And if they don't, in, in our case, you told us if we don't accept it, you 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 will be able to pay. <laughs> in the IPP's case. It's the same. Okay. It's the same. Where's the money? We have to raise the money together. And they, has, they have to understand that we have to raise the money to be able yeah, to pay them. Yeah. That's why we've got in. <laughs>
Now let's go. Let, let, let's 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 go. Let's go to the bread and butter. Let's go to the bread and butter uh, issues that came up today. I, I mean, and let me start with you. The headline-grabbing declaration today that you turned the corner. Where is the evidence to support that conclusion? Well, I think that you yourself, you know, mentioned some of these uh, uh, elements of what we presented in the budget. For example, last year was a difficult year for, for all of us. And even before last year, the year 2020, when we had COVID, and then also in 2022 last year, when the conditions were exacerbated by other external uh, factors, including the, the war in, in, in Ukraine. Several countries suffered it. And we continue to suffer the consequences of this because they haven't abated entirely. As a result of this, inflation had reached 54% by the end of last year. If inflation today is 42, it's still high. And we are hoping to reduce it further by the end of this year to 38. And we even hope to reduce it to a single digit by the time we terminate the IMF program. But that is a significant reduction from 54% to 42% half year. Secondly, we know that Ghana was not the only country facing this challenge. To contain inflation, a number of countries, advanced countries, emerging countries, use monetary policy tightening increasing the policy rate, interest rate, in order to contain inflation. Which so Ghana is also that, doing. Yes, because of that, interest rates increase significantly. In Ghana, you just showed it on the screen. The uh, TB rates reached 35%. Today, it's about 22 23%. That's another significant reduction. Then you are also talking about the exchange rate. Last uh, December... For example, exchange rate depreciation, the depreciation of the city had reached 54% in November. Today, year to date, 2023, it is 22% dollar to the city. But actually, from February to July, it's 1.8%. January was 20% plus. February to July is 1.8%. That's very significant. That's another significant indication that we have, you know, turned the corner. So these are the reasons. In terms of the fiscal balance, primary, you know, balance, for example, we were supposed to be achieving a surplus of 0.04% by percentage point by half of this year. But we achieved a surplus of 1.1%. This year, 2023. That's also significant. And so these are the indications, microeconomic indicators, very significant fundamentals of the economy showing a downward trend. And so if anybody thinks that we haven't turned the corner, I'll be very surprised because the figures don't lie. Let me clarify. Have you turned the corner or you are turning the corner? The two are different. We have turned the corner. You know, economy, Emphatically turned the corner. Economy, economies are cyclical. Okay? 
And so when you have hit the rock, and then you see the trend going down, that's good news. You turn the corner. Especially as you are implementing progressive I, policies, I, good policies. I asked that question because yes. I checked your media budget review. You mentioned yeah. turn the corner six times. Yes. In the five times you mentioned it, you used the word turn the corner. In one instance, you say you were turning the corner. And I want to bring it up because for me, I, th I thought it was interesting. Yeah. On page 16, Mr. Speaker, I now proceed to update the House on the performance of the economy since January 2023. And the reasons why there is consensus, and I'll ask Atul if he agrees that there's consensus, that we are turning the corner. So which is it? Where you reference consensus, you say you are turning the corner. Any other place in the budget, the five times before this, you say you you turn the corner category. I mean, this is... You have to reconcile both. No, no, but in this is... Either you've turned no, no, or you're turning. But, it's, uh, uh, Ivan, this is semantics. No, it's not. No, if I have turned the corner on fundamental issues such as inflation, interest rate, exchange rate, then I come to talk about we are turning the corner in reference to the entire economy. It is semantics. No, but the, because the, the no, turn no, no, of the corner is, no, is in reference no, to the economy. no. I'm saying that we have actually turned the corner, and I've given you specific, you know, issues. But you, but you can't turn the corner yes. in the economy in one breath and no, turn the, co the corner in the other breath. I know you completed the no, no, turn. No, no. We haven't completed the, the process, turn, and we have admitted that you haven't completed. The no, turn. we haven't. We haven't. We still have a lot of work to do, and there's no doubt about that. So I said that inflation. Why don't you say that instead of we have turned the corner in terms of inflation, but we want to reach a single-digit inflation. But, but you, but, but the, we the have facts, turned the corner the in terms of the exchange on, rate. on inflation. But the, we the want facts, to reduce the depreciation on inflation. The facts do not support yeah. the fact that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the assumption. Yes. Oh, the fact that because of, because the of the conclusion. No, no, no. It's, but no, no, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not insignificant. Let's go to the data, and data is important. You, 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 you went as high as fifty-three percent from forty-one percent. You went as high as fifty-three percent, and you dropped down to forty-five in March. Yes. In April, you went down again to 41.2. Yes. Since then, you've been on an upward trajectory. By what percentage? Well, from 41.2, you went to 42.2, and then yeah. you go to 42.5. No. So it's marginal. No, it's, but it's marginal. Yet, yet still, you, it's, still uh, <laughs> it's still a climb back up somewhat. No, but it's marginal. So let's see the long-term trend. But, but on that, you haven't turned let's the corner. Let's see the long-term trend. We've turned the corner because coming down from 54%, even to 45%, that's what percentage point difference. Significant and so you, but the, the, the facts you are talking suggest about otherwise. 13 14 percentage points difference. And if you climb by 1.2 percentage point, that nullifies you know, and a final point, but final point before I took comes in <laughs> on your own macroeconomic targets, yes. you missed or will miss almost all of it. GDP 2.8 percent, you projected, yeah. yes. you're not meeting it 1.5 percent. Non-oil real GDP growth, 3%. You're not meeting it. You're now at 1.5%. And the same by inflation. In fact, 189 is what you budgeted. Yes. You, you, you estimated it will, yes. will be the end of year. Yes. Now you're at 31.3%. You yes. missed that also. Mm. Gross, inter, gross international reserves. That, for me, I, I insist, is possibly the biggest one to note because once you hit in a certain range, your economy is about to go into yeah. a tailspin. 3.3%. Mm. Months of import cover. You're now talking about 0 0.8. About three weeks. 2.8. Yeah. 2 0 .8. Yeah. No, 0.8. Up to the end of the year. Yeah. No, no, up to the end yeah. of the year. 0 0.8. So that's a significant sharp drop in that. Mm. 
All these indicators, your own targets, yeah. you're missing almost all of them. How, no, how, how do you justify with that sort of data that you've turned the corner? No, but you should understand that this program we are implementing is fiscal consolidation. And when you are doing fiscal consolidation, you don't expect to achieve higher growth. You expect growth to decelerate to some point before they recover. That is conventional economics. Okay. Now, the others that you have mentioned, I already said that they were at higher levels before. And so even if we bring it down to the 38% inflation, for example, by the end of the year, it's still a significant decline from 54%. And I said that we are not done yet because that is not the level we want. So if you revise it, it doesn't mean that we haven't done well. We are only just being realistic about the fact that the conditions have not abated. The international factors are still affecting us. Only last week, the U.S. You know, uh, Treasury, uh, the, the U.S. Central Federal Reserve Bank, they increased the policy rate. We have also been told that in the U.S. and China, they are preparing again for a rise in COVID infections. So those factors have not abated entirely. But the decline for us is impressive, it's positive, and we are going to work further. We'll work harder to bring it down to a single digit. I mean, by uh, Dr. Foster, so here's the thing, though. Evans, I'm, I'm sure you give me... No, 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 you, you, you have it, you have it. And we extended the time, so don't worry about that. But here's the thing, though. The reality is, mm. the West is behind that, is it not? Because we've climbed to 40, 40, 44% inflation, and now we are, we are down. If you're talking about the GDP, it was, it was projected to be near zero. Now we're climbing back up, even 1.5%. It's quite an improvement yeah. from what it used to be. So you, even you must admit that the West, at least before the IMF program, there was apocalyptic anticipation, right? We, we've cleared that. Isn't that at least turning the corner? I disagree. <laughs> I strongly disagree. And let me tell my friend, I mean, mm-hmm. that he's nowhere near the corner. Let's go for it to attempt to turn it. This government has missed a major opportunity in our economy around. Big time. Our economy, based on what I've seen today, I'm rather worried. Worried in the sense that where's that we saw, if care is not taken, we can see more coming days or coming years. Even as I say this for a reason. First, the 2023 budget that was read in November and approved in December 2022 anticipated that Ghana is going to go through a deficit. When we are to do that, we will not go into the domestic market and borrow. So domestic borrowings will be zero. On that basis, Government had assumed that if we are not to borrow from the domestic market, we'll be able to bring inflation down to about 18%. That was the basis. This government, after Parliament approved the 2022 budget, between January to June, even though they had indicated to Parliament that they will not borrow from the T-bill market, borrowed 5.5 billion. That is the reason why inflation started inching up. That is why Bank of Ghana, today we have inflation at 42.5%. Bank of Ghana had to start mobbing up to the extent that monetary policy rate had to be increased. 
first time in so many years. Aside that, as if that is not enough, they had indicated in the same budget statement in the financing column that they are going to borrow another 41.6 billion Ghana cities between January to June. Between uh, June, uh, July to December. 41.6 billion Ghana cities. If 5.5 billion can drag inflation from wherever we were to about 42.5%, then clearly calculate additional 41.6 billion, what it will do to the economy, what will happen to the uh, uh, TB rate. You recall that when we started the debt restructuring, because we had indicated that we had signed on, obviously, with the banks and our bondholders and all of that, and we're not going to borrow. The TB rate came to about 14%. Recall? Yeah. Because if government had, at the time, decided not to go back to the TB market, bond rate, TB rate would be about 14, 15%. Would have but because we started borrowing, it moved from 14% to about 22, 23%. Now you are going to borrow another 41 billion. Only 5.5 billion will move you from 14 to 22, 23. Now you are going to borrow 41 billion in the next six months. That will move you to about 30% and inflation will inch up. Too early for them to contemplate and to even talk about turning the corner. They are far away from that. What I see it's a complacent Ministry of Finance headed by Kenneth Furiata and assisted by my friend Amid. They are being complacent. And that is dangerous for our economic management. They are nowhere near the corner, let alone for them to contemplate of turning it around. You've seen that all the indices are inching up. See, you go back to your graph, and I was monitoring it carefully. It is inching up because of the overborrowing. And it is going to go up if they don't stop the activities. And that's why I'm saying that it's a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity in the sense that if they had put the brakes on borrowings, this indices would start going. But so, but so if you place this, it would have improved in the global context. Sri Lanka, we're all struggling with, for an IMF program. They actually went into, the, into that crisis scenario just like us. But in their case, it was a failed economy now because... Items were short on the, on the shelves. Medicines could not come. In part, they couldn't even import uh, fewer products for the economy. Many people feared we'll get there. They have maneuvered somehow to get us out of that worst-case scenario. I don't think so. I don't think so. And now we have an IMF deal. I, 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 I mean, that isn't that turning why, the corner at least? Yeah, so why, why? You see, so um, they are celebrating an IMF program that has brought, let's say, um, some forest. Let me tell you something. The relative stability of the Ghanaian, the US dollar, largely because we have defaulted in the servicing of our debt. So it's an external debt. External debt. And the external debt, we have stopped servicing our debt to Euro bondholders. We are not paying interest and coupons due. We've stopped paying China. We've stopped paying India. The Paris Club. Saudi Arabia, UK, and all other countries. But they deserve credit for that, don't they? For, 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 for defaulting on your debt. We should clap for you because you have defaulted on your debt. My God, Evans. But they are trying we to negotiate. We do that. No, we have defaulted first, in the first time in the history of Ghana for us to default on the payment of our interest payment and principal for both domestic and external. It has never happened before. They deserve no credit, Evans. It's an <laughs> abomination for them to request for a credit. But Evans, let me say this. 
Let me say this. After defaulting, the first six months of the year, from January to December, they should have serviced the debt according to their own budget, 10.6 billion Ghana cities. Equivalent to about $2 billion. They have failed to transfer this money out because they have defaulted. That is what is showing the currency. So that three weeks of import cover we are seeing is largely because we have defaulted in the payment of this debt. And if we had not defaulted, clearly there will be negative external reserves. Which means completely which negative means inability to even import. And stuff. so we couldn't have imported. We couldn't have imported anything. But, but, we, but, but somehow they have managed to avert that. So so, so by so, not as so if they your have analysis defaulted. Is they have defaulted. And so the relative stability we are seeing, if cash is not taken in by January, we resume the servicing of the debt. That's why I'm cautioning. It's too early. But by which time they would have finished the restructuring? By this time they would have finished the restructuring. So you have to start servicing the debt. But a a less cost to the economy. So so you see, and I I heard you when you were making a a statement that, oh, it's a good news that we've seen them reducing expenditure. What expenditure have they reduced? You see, it's the the interest payment of 13 billion Ghana cities that so far they have failed to pay. 13 billion. Domestic interest. They had made savings of 3.5 billion Ghana cities, domestic interest alone. This money should have gone to your pocket. Should have gone to the 90-year-old bondholder who needed this money to pay for his medicine or her medicine. And that money, Amin has taken it and said he has turned the corner. You know what you have done to such a person? No. You have messed that person's lifestyle. That's what you have done. And so you can't sit here.